the joust? Is that what you call the the, the, the lance? It's called the lance. It's called a lance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, this is David. And this is Alon. And today I finally watched A Knight's Tale. I think A Knight's Tale is a very interesting movie. And you and I actually discussed beforehand whether we could even do an episode on it. And I think it's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I remember how good it is mm-hmm. and how it's not just this kind of simple comedy, but that there actually is like a lot of unique, cool elements to the movie. Um, and it's almost 20 years old at this point. And rewatching it, I was, it's such an enjoyable watch. I was laughing. I was getting choked up at certain scenes. And I think the action is done very well. So Alon, for your first watch, what did you think of A Knight's Tale? I'm actually really surprised I uh, haven't come across this before because this is like the type of movie that's right up my alley. Um, It's a comedy, it's romantic, it's action, it's adventurous. Um, I really liked it. And like you said, you know, I was kind of hesitant about doing an episode uh, with this because we we have to find something to talk to, uh, talk about for like 30, 40 minutes. And usually comedies are kind of hard to do that with. Um, like, oh yeah, it's funny. But, or, or it's not funny. And I guess we can talk about that, but. We already did Chasing Amy. <laughs> but honestly, this movie has so much heart that at times I do forget like how funny this movie is because in all honesty, it's actually one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. No, yeah, I agree. There's there's so many like great actors in it. You know, Paul Bettany, then Mark Addy, who people probably don't recognize by name, but when you see him, you know him. Alan Tudyk, who is just really, really hilarious in this and, you know, several other things. But But at the same time, like you said, it's like not even the main greatness from this movie isn't even the comedy but it's so funny in its funny moments right and you you did not mention heath ledger uh the late heath ledger who is amazing in this film he watching this uh again it's just crazy i mean it makes you sad too but just how like charismatic he is and how at he was 22 when they were filming this that he just carried this entire movie basically by himself He's well, far hold on. He's far and away the most famous person in this movie. And besides Paul Bettany, there's no one really even close. And he just he carries it. Well, and Paul Bettany helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the villain is great, too. We'll get to that in a sec. But the thing about Heath is that watching this movie um, and then just watching The Patriot and thinking about The Dark Knight, which is one of my favorite films. I know that's kind of a cliche to say, but damn, is it good. It's kind of amazing Heath Ledger's range because uh, I just don't see him. I mean, I get, <laughs> I know that's the point of the character and the acting, but I, I, as hard as I try, I don't see him in The Joker. Um, and for him to pull something like this off, in comparison is really amazing because he's so uh he's so charming in this which i take it he usually is (laughs) but 
he's so charming in this and then the comedy that he kind of just naturally uh comes out and that's just not for him i say that's for like almost all the characters is that the writing uh calls for this natural essence of funny that flows out of these characters that makes it quite enjoyable right and the other thing too that separates this movie and you and i talked about it before but the the juxtaposition of this old setting and then the the modern well it's it's, they're oldies now but modern comparatively uh the music that's in this movie and like watching it again the idea that this movie was even made is kind of crazy to me you know what i mean because it's it's you're kind of it's kind Mm -hmm. of a movie you're taking a chance on yeah we're gonna do this medieval jousting movie but we're gonna play the boys come back uh, the boys are back in town as they get back to london for the final you know jousting (laughs) match yeah not not to mention the queen in the beginning and acdc in the end it's it's kind of like this 80s homage to rock but then that's it that's that's all it's referring is the music and then even they have like this very kind of I guess of the of the period like dance scene and it's just right. a normal dance that's some you know it's trying to be fairly historically accurate I assume I didn't do any research but and then it just turns into like a more modern dance which I thought was cool too like all of those touches really add to the movie and and not only that I think it was a great idea to head off any like oh, this movie's not historically accurate. It's like, well, damn right it's not historically accurate because, like, we're starting out with, you know, with this music, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry if I cut you off, but I, I agree with you. It, the The beginning is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie where, first of all, it introduces our main characters and their, uh, what, what's the word? Um, not... The guy was a knight and they're the squire, I guess, right? And the the guy, the their knight is dead and they have to compete. And if they don't compete, they don't get paid. If they don't get paid, they can't get food. And so that's really like the big motivation is, you know, they need to eat. But when they find out that their knight is dead and there's this like funny little scene explaining this, to me, it reminded me something of uh, straight out of like Monty Python, you know? Uh, and I love that kind of uh, comedy, like that kind of that dry, dark British humor from Monty, Monty Python. And to see it here more like Americanized and um, I guess like a modern spin on it, uh, I, I loved it. It was very refreshing, I guess I would say. Well, except you say Americanized, but like most of the main characters are not American. <laughs> so yeah, but, but still... it wasn't. I mean, what I didn't do any prior research, which is kind of our formula here at I Finally Watched. But um, I, I believe it, it, it's it's produced by American companies, right? Correct. Well, I also for some reason thought Alan Tudyk was like British, but he is from Texas. So <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking of Heath Ledger, Paul Bettany. Um, but Alan Tudyk is like a perfect, like he could just swap in for like Monty Python like type acting. Like he's, he's so capable of like doing that. And then he's just, 
like whenever you need some comic relief in this movie, he sort of adds to it. Mm-hmm. What I what I also love about that opening is in one sentence, um, Roland, who is like one of the uh, the pages or liege or whatever the secondary characters are called, I'll just say helpers from here on out. Um, he just explains in one sentence what this like what the what the struggle of the movie is going to be. The fact that Heath Ledger wants to be a knight, he wants to joust, but you have to be noble to do that, and he's not. Right. And it's it's very naturally done, but it sets it up so quick. And the what I think is interesting is the that exposition is done super quick. There's a training monta- montage that is done super quick. And even the ending, which we'll get to later, there's like 35 minutes left in the film. And I'm like, I remember how this ends. How are they going to all pack that in? And they do a great job of it. This movie is two hours and twelve minutes, and there's not a single scene that I was that I watched where I was like, "You don't need that," or <laughs> "This is dragging." Like the whole thing just flows so well. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's just good writing. It it comes down to being just really concise with the story that they wanted to tell, and then executing it really well. Not not to say this movie doesn't have you know its flaws, um, which are few and far between, but yeah, the the writing for this and it being, you know, kind of a comedy that I, I don't feel enough people quite talk about. Like I said, I somehow this flew under my radar for 20 years. Um I it's it's something that I, I would say is actually one of my favorite comedies. Even if I didn't like it, I I couldn't help but say it was one of the most well written comedies of the 21st century. But when it comes down to it, looking past the comedy, looking past, you know, the actors, does it tell a story and does it tell it well? And I think, yeah. Right. And I also think the writing in this, and it probably isn't given as enough credit as it deserves, but this is a sports movie. And sports movie, even when we talked about The Warrior a while back, they're super formulaic. And even in the opening jousting scene, you know, after he's just done barely any training, um, you'd expect him to sort of get humiliated when he comes up against the antagonist. And the way that they handle him losing that first match, because he has to, um, I think is done very well. Like, he, he is actually kind of winning. And then they sort of hint uh, very, very slyly that um, Count Adamar cheated. Because he kind of looks up at the tip of his, you know, his his joust. Is that what you call the the, the, the lance? It's called he, a lance. It's called a lance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. So yeah, I I think even that was just done really well. Like there is no like run up to him like, oh, he he got destroyed in this first match and then he's getting better and better, but he still can't possibly beat Adamar. It's done in a really unique way where He's just naturally gifted at this. And then, you know, he's destroying people, everyone but Adamar. Um, but even Adamar probably needed to cheat in that first match. So it was just, that was great to me. When you say cheat, you mean when he puts the secret spike at the end of the, the lance? I mean, dude, we didn't say spoiler alert, yes. But yes. <laughs> okay, well, but no, see, so- I, didn't, I didn't think that was much cheating as much as it was that he just wanted to kill him. I mean, I mean, it was cheating. It is cheating. No, no, no. It is cheating. But 
that's I I don't think it was like oh I need to do this to win. It was more of a I want to kill the guy. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you do hit him with your first lance, which usually would probably happen between two guys that are really good, you've then stabbed him, and then on your next two runs, like he's at a supreme disadvantage. But right. but what I was saying is, in the first match, there's this slight camera work where they show. Adamar looking up at the top of his lance and it's like what is that other than him kind of like all right I cheated again you know I cheated in the beginning and you don't really pick up on that on your first watch but he looks up at his lance you go over to to Heath Ledger's you know and all those characters and they're talking and when he looks up at his lance he's already like at the front starting and then you go over to Heath Ledger and then when you come back Adamar is like coming back up to the front to start so it's like, why did he go back? And it's, I think, I think that's what they're sort of like alleging, but it's like very subtle and then it kind of pays off with the ending. So my only question with what you just said is, is that before or after when the girl gives him the lance and she's like, oh, it's just spun sugar and she breaks the tip off showing the spear? That's at the very end. That's like the last jousting match. The one I'm talking about is william's first ever tournament where he okay adamar and he loses okay yeah that's what i thought you were talking about i just okay i wanted to make sure um yeah and you know i mean it's kind of like you know like you said it's a sports it's a sports film but the formula is of a comedy which i gives it i think it gives it that really unique edge um and then all, all the side characters are really great like his support team um is is just really great we talked about most of them but i think one that severely gets undercut is the woman blacksmith i really liked her yeah kate kate yeah laura frazier sure doesn't sound like i'm reading that at all i really liked her and her thing where she's like um here's like a custom thing because there is a lot of kind of like daisy smokina cliche stuff in here she's like here's a custom knight armor that's like super lightweight but also basically indestructible (laughs) and i was like oh okay whatever i guess you need to keep the plot going i i think the point of the kate side story with her developing this armor isn't some deus ex machina way for him to win it really doesn't matter but i think it's sort of developing her as a character because in the same way that she isn't treated as a blacksmith the way all the other blacksmiths are and she's sort of seen as lesser you know Heath Ledger is seen as lesser and shouldn't be allowed to joust because of his station in life and I think I think that's very like the stories are symmetrical I see what you're saying all of the side characters kind of come from these humble beginnings but I kind of want to talk about our favorite side character played by Paul Bettany who Chaucer Chaucer yeah uh he basically shows up completely naked uh when he's first introduced but uh then he's kind of found a purpose in life, which I guess if you know anything about Chaucer, it's uh, it's kind of cool how they kind of rewrite him in this movie. I don't know a whole lot about Chaucer other than what's from this movie <laughs> and the fact that he wrote the Canterbury Tales, and which I've never read. Um, so I just assume this is right on brand. But watching this, it, it almost seems like 
Paul Bettany was unsure if this was going to be a good movie. And he's like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go to 100 every scene and just show you what I can do. And he is like on a completely other level from anyone else. Like everyone is great in this. And then he's just like that much better. I'm doing a hand motion that none of you can see, but that much better. Yeah, I know he is. And his like, his like pep talks, his like, to get the audience um, all, all pumped up is they're great. They're long-winded and they're great. The, I, love the, I love the first one when he tells the guy, the other guy, he's like, great job. Good, great job. All right. Now I'm going to go now. Yeah. Well, I, I like it when he, he turns to the, like the peasant audience and he's like, you're all equals today. And like <laughs> the peasants are all like, yeah. And then the Royals are like, what the, what did he just say? You know? Hey, c- uh, calm that down. Uh, we, we got a good thing going. Like, <laughs> but then comes the love interest who, you know, she's, she's good in this. She's very good looking, but I do not recognize her from anything else. Because I saw this when it came out, I'm obviously like very familiar with her name is Shannon Sossaman. And I know that she's been in other things. It was actually kind of funny. Her, the writer, Heath Ledger, and Mark Addy, who plays Roland, all did another movie right after this called The Order, which I've never seen. But I have seen her and know that she's been in a couple other things, but this is like the main movie that I know her from. And actually I kind of looked up, I was like, to see what she was doing now. She is still working. but I thought she was great in this. Just like, I think she played that character to a T, like perfectly what was needed for it. I especially like the character's kind of realization, like, oh, the men who promise uh, that they're gonna win the tournament in her name, you know, for her and her honor, that means nothing because they're already fighting it before even meeting her. So she wants something like real. And then when, when uh, he... I want to I get to that part in a little bit. I want to talk about that whole part. So let's like get to that in a second. Okay, okay. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and I like the non-cliche way her character is kind of portrayed in this, where, or at least the motivation of her character. Because the whole movie is about, you know, Heath Ledger is not royalty. He's not a knight. And but he's getting away with competing in these tournaments. So the the danger is the the breaking of this facade that oh if you know if they find out he's lying this entire time he's going to be um, caught and not being able to you know compete maybe even put to death. And then I think for the audience a bigger loss would be oh if she finds out he's not really who he says he is um, she's going to not love him anymore but that's not the case with her character she doesn't care where she's from relatively she finds out quite quickly he's not who he says he is and you know she couldn't be in love with him more so i kind of i really liked how that didn't matter to her and how they kind of just made the story um flow in other ways well, and they do a good job. I think a lot of a lot of male writers and directors are 
rightly seen as not being able to write for women, not kind of fully developing those characters. And the Jocelyn character normally could have fallen into, you don't know what her motivation is. You don't know like what type of decision she would make, but she's developed, I think, fairly well considering she's not the main character. Um, I especially like, you know, you're introduced to her when um, William tries to get her name, but the scene where uh, Count Adamar is sort of hitting on her and he goes through and explains jousting to her and you kind of get her her commentary. Um, I especially like when Count Adamar says that he's never been unhorsed and she says, nor have I. Yeah. Um, and so the, the development of her I think is done well enough to where you, you sort of know the decision she's going to make. It would have been completely out of character in the end. Once she finds out who he is for her to say, Oh, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to back off now. Or get mad. And then, you know, they're going to waste time in the movie for her to come to her senses and realize that, you know, it doesn't matter where he's from. Yeah. It's, they just kind of like cut that whole part out, which is really refreshing. Um, Because I feel like crap like that in movies really slow it down. Um, I especially like it when Adamar reveals to Heath Ledger that he has asked Jocelyn's father and Jocelyn's hand in marriage. And it's like, I guess normally that would be like a big thing and he'd have to override that or, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't think it's, it ever comes up again. Um, No. And and it's such a thing that I'm like, I, well, I guess why did they put it in the movie? But I guess it was just to up the stakes and just to kind of make Heath sweat. But it was not a main plot point or a plot device, which is also uh, refreshing. I want to take it back for a second because like in the beginning where they sort of set what the rest of the movie is going to be fairly quickly and very like seamlessly. I don't know about you, but I didn't know the rules of jousting. And the way it's set up that Count Adamar explains it to Jocelyn, one, I thought was well done, and two, really needed to know how jousting worked. So I'm glad they did that. And yeah, but they also, they also did it in his kind of like patronizing, which really tells a lot. It was like, it was explaining, and it was also like giving you an idea of his character. So yeah, it was great, greatly done. Yeah, and I also like his his quote as he's uh, watching um, William for the first time, Sir Ulrich, and he says, no style whatsoever, but neither has an anvil. Like, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but he's going to, like, he's a problem. Like, he's going to be a problem for me. And then the next the next scene after William loses to Sir Ulrich is kind of, is one of my favorites, but uh, we'll get to my actual favorite after this, I think. But the argument about going to the ball where just William's like, I will not go, I will not go. And Paul Bettany's trying to argue with him. And then um, Jocelyn's like attendant, lady attendant, you know, asks what uh, William's going to be wearing. And uh, Paul Bettany's like, oh, I don't think he's going. So William's like, uh, I'm sorry. Dare you speak for me? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> I'll right. be going. And it, it kind of leads me to like, uh, Adamar tries to make it seem like uh, Sir Ulrich doesn't know what he's doing, can't dance, but then, you know, the dancing happens and it leads into like the, the more modern music. But it, you just see Count Adamar standing on the side and it makes me believe like, like he can't dance. <laughs> and <laughs> Well, 
it's it's funny that you mentioned that scene where Paul Bettany is like, oh, he won't be going, and you know, but it it is very quickly leads to one of my favorite parts. Not really a whole scene, but when Roland is ex- so basically Jocelyn's woman servant, I guess you would call her, uh, wants to know the color of William Heath Ledger's uh, tunic for tonight's ball. And so Roland is, is in front of this big green tent and he's like, um, green with green. Light green trimmings and wooden buttons down the middle. And he's just basically describing the exact uh, look of the tent right behind her. Um, and it's just, it's so comically well done. I don't know. There's, there's a ton of comedically, comedically. Yes. Comedically well done. Uh, And there's just a ton of those comedically well done, uh, scenes in this movie. When I, when I saw that this time, I was like, did I never realize that he was describing the tent or did I just forget that he was (laughs) describing the tent? Um, but it like hit me again. And then after that, there's just kind of sort of, you know, a montage of Sir Ulrich beating people and Count Adamar finding out that Ulrich is winning everything, which leads me to like, is anyone else good at jousting? That this dude who like practiced in the woods for a month (laughs) can just beat everyone but the other best guy? Yeah. Um, I, I... Especially like he's so motivated to do it. I, I'm just going to kind of take a step back and recall the scene in the very beginning where they get like 13 shillings. I guess they're shillings um, at, to compete and they just want to eat. But then Heath Ledger is like, no, we should invest and we should, you know, make more money. All while there's like a guy hanging in the background and which was such like a juxtapose, uh, juxtapositioned shot that again reminded me exactly of monty python like something they would do and it looked like a little kid in a cage too that was that yeah it was like (laughs) very stark well i wasn't gonna mention child murder but yes and i also and we're gonna get to my favorite scene right after this but i also like the setup of the prince of wales um the way they kind of show that william like hey if this guy wants to joust i'm gonna joust with him um, I'm not going to back out like anyone else would. I thought that was like, you know, because in the end, there's got to be some way that he becomes a Sir William. And so I think they set it up well with that. Something that the Prince of Wales would respect and get his attention when William needed his help. It's, it's a little forced, but the way they plant that seed in the beginning and the payoff on like you said, when it when it matters, I honestly I don't see like any better way they could have done that. Even though I think it was a tad forced, a tad. And then this leads to my favorite like my favorite scene, which is <laughs> Paul Bettany uh, betting some French guys. Uh, about Sir Ulrich winning the tournament and trying to convince the other uh, helpers that they should take this bet and that they'll have more money than they know what to do with. And then one of the French guys saying, the Pope is French, and, and Roland going, the Pope may be French, but Jesus is English, you're on. And then like from then on, it's my favorite part of the movie because 
William falls into the trap of, of telling Jocelyn, you know, I'm going to win this tournament for you. And she's like, well, no, if you, if you actually love me, you'll lose. And that whole scene is like comedically the best to me that the movie gets. Um, The way the, the Heath Ledger does a great job of like deadpan comedy where he's explaining to them like why he has to lose um, as he's taking these lances to the chest. So that, that is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I especially like it when, um, again, Jocelyn's maid woman servant um, comes up and she's like, oh, I have to tell you something, Sir William. And he's like, I know, I know, I have to lose. And she's like, no, Jocelyn wants you to win, win for her. And he's like, oh, I really hate this woman. This is oh, yeah, funny. Like, yeah, Paul Bettany's like, there's your muse. He's like, oh, how I hate her. Which also does lead me to like, What's the tournament set up for these jousting matches? Because he got hit a lot and seems like he lost a lot and yet was able to still come back and win. So. so my understanding is that up to this point, it was, I guess, best two out of three. Um, but Or the first one to three, or if you get two, but you have to knock off the other guy off his horse or kill him. Anyways, basically a best two out of three. And then right after that, Leading up to the ending, which is like, like I said, out of a two hour and 12 minute movie, 35 minutes of the ending with the boys back in town as they're going into London, which I love. Um, but that whole, the whole ending, I think is, is there's some, there's some questionable stuff in it, but I think it's really well done too. Well, let's, let's talk about the questionable stuff. Um, Cause I think that's important too. Uh, what, what questionable stuff are you talking about? So, Sir William goes and finds his father and lets us, I really like how they showed the father knowing it was him and like asking questions like, uh, has William, you know, has William followed his footsteps? That's where I really got choked up. He's like, did my son find his footsteps? Cause he said that to him when he left, like your footsteps will help you find your way home. And he answers yes. And they hug. But then right as count Adamar sees this and reports him, and Jocelyn and Chaucer come and tell William he needs to run. He's been found out. He should have run. Like it logically, it what he would like if you're results oriented, then yes, it worked out that he decided not to run, but it was the wrong decision to not run. I agree because when when the whole argument of course, this is my first time watching it. When the whole argument came about about, oh, you're going you're gonna to have to run or you're going to be arrested by the royal guard. And my thought is that like, okay, he'll be arrested by the royal guard after the competition. Because why else would you not run if you're, as soon as you walk onto the field, you're going to be arrested anyways. Like there has to be a thing where he has to compete and then he wins so gloriously that he you know, gets the, I don't know how it was going to end, but I was like very surprised. I, well, I was very surprised when he walks onto the field, I guess you would call it the field. Um, and then he's immediately arrested. Cause then I was like, well, what was the point of that? It should have taken a page out of blood sport. And as he's walking onto the field, he de- defeats the 12 guards. And then they're like, okay, you can compete, but then afterwards you're arrested. That well, I, thought that, I thought they were going to do like a warrior thing where it's like, oh, you're wanted, you know, for going AWOL, but 
we will let you finish the fighting match. You know? We have too much money invested in this. You're too good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to do any sort of like government-funded sport, this is, Medieval Times is definitely where you would do it. Um, but and yeah, then, and then, oh, go ahead. And then the next thing I really have a problem with, why are the peasants mad at Will? Like, to me, it's like, that's why you're peasants, because you're stupid. I think like, that's the point, because I think in every, like, medieval thing, the peasants are very uneducated. And then just, I really, <laughs> I do like, though, it, it's kind of like, it is a little deus ex machina, where the prince comes in and says, hey, I make the rules, so this guy's a prince, and you guys can't do anything about it. And my thought was, like, he's like, you know, According to this law, da, da 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 I looked back and researched and found out he is of royal bloodline. It's like, well, none of them can read anyway. So it's like, how are they going to question it? You know what I mean? So. Right, which I think is another point on like the, the peasant's um, stupidity. Um, but I agree with you. It's like, well, he's basically a hero of the people. Uh, why, why would the people go against him so fast? And I guess it's just kind of a, a movie thing where it's like well now he has to hit the lowest point of his of his life of his jousting career um i thought that this movie was going downhill when he's off to face Adamar in the very very end and i jocelyn doesn't show up I was kind of like, what the, why? Like, where are they going with this? Like, now she's mad at him or Aldemar has her? Like, what a, why layer another, like, kidnapping thing on it? But you find out that she's away bringing his father to see him fight and eventually win. And to me, that's when I got choked up because I was like, holy crap, that's so thoughtful that she would go out of her way and, like, bring his father. The thing that choked me up the most was when they announced. Um, so, one, I really liked Adamar's announcer, like trying to put on a show like Chaucer, and then like being <laughs> like being very pleased with himself. But then when William needs a second, and Chaucer comes in and like, oh, I can buy him some time, and he's like, I originally was like, I know he says stuff in the end, like why is he not? I was like, oh, that's right, he 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 waits. But the part that like really got to me was after he does his introduction and then Alan Tudyk is like, he just called you Sir William. Like your father heard that. And like, I'm actually like getting goosebumps like talking about it because like that's how cool that scene was. Yeah. Um, I, I, to the audience that ha ha hasn't seen this movie yet, his father ends up being blind. And so a lot of the kind of the reveals to him is auditory which I think was really nice because Chaucer's whole thing is words and writing and speech. And I just like how they kind of bring that around of it being really important to the main character and, you know, ultimately his father. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's done on purpose, but I thought that was like a nice little detail for the, for the writers. So I'm really glad that we watched that I watched this back and you watched it for your first time because like I said before I forgot how much I love this movie and like how good it is other than just kind of being like a quick 
it's not quick, 2012 minutes, but a, a nice little like distraction. It's actually like a really well done movie and one that you can watch numerous times again. And so I will for sure watch it again. Alon, will you watch this again? And you know, what are your final thoughts? I will definitely watch this again. And it did feel quick because the the writing and the pacing, you know, this is this is a comedy. And sometimes, you know, like you said, comedies can feel like they have these moments where there's just a scene for just to be silly. You know, it's not really important. But this movie is so well uh, laid out that everything matters. Everything is of importance. Uh, and to me, that's why it feels like it's a, it's a quick watch that doesn't drag. So for that, you know, um, I will see it again. Comedies usually have a, a large rewatchability. And this one, in my heart, definitely does. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm David. And I'm Alon. And I finally watched A Knight's Tale.